this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you don't know what Anchor is and you're thinking about starting a podcast, you should probably find out what Anchor is because Anchor is a free way to host your podcasts. It also gives you creation tools like the ability to record yourself, record with other people, edit as well, and do it from your phone or your computer. You don't need to go buy fancy tools to start. You can start with Anchor. And you can hit the nice distribute button, and it's going to send it out to all the places you want it to be, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and more. In addition to that, you can make money from your podcast with no basic listenership. In other words, if you only have 10 people because you're just starting, you can still monetize that. It's really hard to find a better place to start. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get started on the crazy podcast journey. now that there's music where there wasn't music before. I've been inspired by some recent podcasts that showed me how this could actually sound. That it could allow for pauses and give a little bit of pacing. What can I say? I'm easily inspired. But I also often confuse rawness with authenticity. Sometimes a little bit of structure and polish can bring light to what was obscured. It can make something slightly difficult, a little bit more accessible. Like a tree can obscure the front of a home. We obscure things by leaving them unfinished. Remember this keep telling myself, remember this. I feel like I'm continually learning the same lessons over again, cycling through them. But maybe that's less a matter of being dense and more characteristic of life itself. We're always veering between extremes looking for a stable place to stand in between, a place to plant a flag and build a cabin, have children. I live here. This is where I dwell. This is who I am. But there is nowhere to stand. There is no ground. Everything is water and we can't stop steering. We can't stop steering because of wind and rocks and current. We can't stop steering because it's water. We have to accept 
the water. I wish I was the kind of person who could see the whole of the thing from the start. That I could understand before I began. That I was a man of foresight. But I'm not that person. I have to stop expecting myself to be that person. I have to stop punishing myself for falling short. So I can only see things once I have put my feet planted into them. I can only make changes for the choices I've already made. I'm not the person who dives in head first. I do exercise caution, but I still jump. I jump with my feet, but I still jump. I'm a jumper. I take on projects. I drop them. I start new projects. I'm great at beginnings. Is it any wonder that I'm alone? I'm compelled by questions. At least I think I am. I tell myself that I want consistency and stability, but I don't. I want wonder. I want distinction. I want eras to my life. The years I drank, the 200 days I carried around a camera and filmed everything I did. The hundreds of hours I spent on an unfinished novel. I don't talk about projects much anymore. I'm too embarrassed when they go nowhere. I spend far too much time imagining the things people say about me in private. The things they think in their head. Why is it so damn hard to see ourselves? The evilest people are the only ones convinced of who they are and what they should be doing. The rest of us, we have to live with doubt. The rest of us look at parts of our lives, our behavior, our bodies, and think, Bleh, this is my worst. Why can't I be like I was when I was a kid? And I didn't give a damn when everyone was my friend and I jumped off the bars and every crayon had to be held. I've been doing a newsletter or at least starting and stopping a newsletter for years, putting off a newsletter for weeks at a time. Why? Do I want a newsletter? Or did I just let some article stick the idea in my head and burrow its way in? Why don't I know? Why do I have to question myself? I heard something the other day about smelling. When you ask someone, what are you smelling? have to stop and inhale deeply into their nose. They don't know. 
we don't know. We don't know what we are smelling. We have to stop and find out. Shouldn't we always know what we are smelling the way we always know what we are seeing and hearing? And shouldn't we know ourselves? Should we really have to ask ourselves about ourselves? YouTube. I know why I picked up YouTube again. I miss the community, the sharing of the conversations and the comments, the process. But it took me over six hours to edit and post a video that was only 20 minutes long. Do I want to give it that time? Am I dedicated enough to give it six hours every time so that four people can watch it? So that I can slowly build those four up to 50? Is that where I want to put my time? Or could I put that time somewhere else? I know the answer to that. I knew the answer before I even asked. A voice booms in my head. Focus on the podcast. Focus on writing. Focus on being present. Focus on happiness. I know. I get annoyed with that voice because I know. And I hate being told shit that I already know. But that voice is mine, isn't it? I'm just learning something over again. Learning it for the 10th or the 65th time. When will it sink in? My nephew's getting married. He sent me an invite several months ago. I put it aside without reading it. I'm not sure I'm comfortable yet with public events. I don't want to say that. I don't want to admit that to others. So I put the invite aside. I'll get to that later. I put so many things aside. I secretly hope they'll disappear. They never do. So my nephew sent me a message a few days ago. Did you send in your reply? It was three days late. Ah, I forgot. I'll send it today. Now I had to face it. Do I want to go? Do I want to be the uncle that misses the wedding? I want to be the uncle who goes. I want to be the one who was there. I want to get it to the mailbox before the pickup time. So I check I will attend. I check Bray's short ribs. I walk to the corner and I drop in the mailbox. I send it without reading it. An hour later, when I get home, 
I look at the invite. The Hall of California. What the hell is that? San Diego. I'm not going to San Diego. I'm not flying. So I shamefully pick up my phone and send a text. I sent the invite, but I didn't realize it was down south. I won't be able to attend after all. Sorry. Now I'm the uncle who doesn't go. And the idiot who didn't read the invite first. I put so many things aside. I secretly hope they'll disappear. They never do. They only fester and rot. I want to be the person who is on top of things. The one who has things handled. Most of my life is spent negotiating with myself. I'm still here, and believe me, that's not an easy feat. But it's one you'll never get credit for. Nobody ever says congratulations for holding it together. I guess we're like airplanes. No one ever says, that was a great non-crash. So happy you kept flying. I told myself last week that I was going to journal. I did. Last week. (laughs) I need to keep it up. I need to make it a habit again. Without sitting to articulate my thoughts and my feelings, they pass through me unrecognized. And then I find I have very little to write or podcast or even share on social media. My net is empty. I need to catch my thoughts. I need to know what I'm smelling even if it means taking time to sniff the air. So I I bought some new shoes. The last pair that I had were over two years old and I wore the tread off of them and I was in certain places walking on the foam of the sole. bought a pair of Asics Gel Nimbus 22s. These are serious shoes. These are excellent running shoes. I say that because of the reviews that I read and because I've worn them for over a week. And the shin splints are better. But the shoes... I've been making my lower back ache. So I went online again. And I read that I needed to stretch my hamstrings twice a day. Whoever said that was right. It's better. And I've been sleeping better. I only woke up twice last night. 
The ectopic beats are gone. My chest doesn't tumble. It doesn't feel like it's skipping a beat. And I think it's because I drink six teas a day now. <laughs> Two at a time in the same cup. I have uh, green tea and ashwagandha together at midday. And then passion flower with turmeric ginger after dinner. And chamomile with St. John's wort before bed with my CBD powder in it and a pill of zinc. I actually just ordered more tea. I've never been more willing to spend $35 on something I was going to piss out in a few hours. Honestly, I've spent more on liquid before. 20 years ago, my friend John and I went to a bar and grill in a mall. Our bill was over $200 when we left and we didn't order any food. For the next 19 years, I never had a bill under $50. Those were the years that I drank booze. These are the years that I drank tea. I just finished reading Self-Mastery Through Conscious Auto-Suggestion by Emil Kuei last week. Conscious auto-suggestion is a mix between affirmations and self-hypnosis. Every morning and every night you say out loud, every day, in every respect, I am getting better and better. You say this every morning and every night. Does it work? I don't know. I say it every morning and every night. Because I like the habit. I like the words. Far too often, we attempt to use our will to change. Kui says that we should use our imagination. Because in a war between the two, imagination always wins. Someone places a plank of wood on the ground and asks you to walk it. You'll do so easily. If they raise that same plank 50 feet off the ground, suddenly you are afraid that you will stumble and fall. Kui says, why is it then that you would not fall if the plank is on the ground? And why should you fall if it is raised to a height above the ground? Simply because in the first case, you imagine that it is easy to go to the end of this plank. While in the second case, you imagine that you cannot do so. In a war between the two, imagination always wins. 
But people can't be hypnotized against their will. You cannot make a good man a murderer or make a modest man strip. They have to want what you suggest in some way. And that's the hardest part. Wanting change is the hardest part of changing. Improving is changing. And change is unsettling. Change is uncomfortable. We get used to even things that we hate. And Frances Farmer will have her revenge on Seattle. Kurt Cobain wrote the lyric, I miss the comfort in being sad. We get used to the rocks. We ignore the water. We forget to steer. We bash ourselves over and over across them. The lessons repeat. When will it sink in? This is a poem by Portia Nelson called Autobiography in five short chapters. Part one. I walk down the street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I am lost. I am helpless. It isn't my fault. It takes me forever to find my way out. Part two. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place. But it isn't my fault. It still takes a long time to get out. Part three. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it is there. I still fall in. It's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. I get out immediately. Part four. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Part five. I walk down another street. No, I don't really have much to say after that. Let's all stew in that poem a little bit. And uh, thank you all for listening. And thank you to the patrons over on Patreon who helped to support this show. You can be one too if you feel like it. And uh, while I've got you here, go over to itmattersbutitdoesn't.com, click on one of my social links, and send me a message. Tell me what's on your mind. What's your deep hole in the sidewalk? What change are you imagining? Or what's bringing you joy? 
That's all. Be kind. Be better. I love you guys.